Welcome to Tuning Depth, a podcast where three, yes, three, finally, dudes in their 30s talk about anime, and he will not die a victim. Josh is here! Yay! I made it! I'm free! And when he's right, he's so right, right? It's Andrew. Right. Right. All right, all right, all right. And the sooner I can put this frozen dump behind me, the sooner I can eat. I'm Bill. Welcome to the Midwest, my friend. <laughs> it's fine. We're free. Yeah. We're free. We're out of our homes. Well, yes. Bill's not out of his home. He's in his home. It, uh, it's so cold. All of our dumps are frozen. Uh, I didn't have. I don't have to worry about ooh, driving to work in this cold or snow the porcelain. anymore. <laughs> you get to go back to work. I now. do. I get to go back to work. It's gonna be great. I get to go see my my, my students. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. yeah. Bill, I, did, did did you miss any work in, in the waste in the wasteland? I did. Okay. Was it was it heaven or hell? Eh, I stayed home and played Diablo. So heaven. I mean, a little hell, yeah. A little both. <laughs> Gotta go through hell before you can make your way to heaven. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, wow, he's twitching. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Yep. <laughs> We're here today mm-hmm. to talk about Wolf's Rain. Yeah. We're getting close, man. Yeah, I, re- I didn't realize it. We're at channel- episode 22 now. Yeah. And, and after- there's 26 episodes when you count the OVA. There are 30 episodes when you 30 count the episodes, OVA. I'm sorry. Because okay. we're skipping four. But, like, we... <laughs> Pretty much 26. So, 26. So, yes. we've got, counting today's episodes, nine left that we have to talk about. Nine actual episodes. And I feel like this might be a doubled-up episode today as well. Because... Oh, oh. Yeah. This first episode, there's not a lot that happens. The second episode, things happen, but... but- but the first episode that we're going to discuss is pretty enjoyable. It's great. It's a good episode. Episode I, 22. I like episode 22. Yeah, and it's kind of surprising given the subject matter of the episode. You like this I episode. do. I do. Uh, which is entitled Pieces of a Shooting Star. And then we're going to follow it up with episode 23 today. Heartbeat of the Black City. Heartbeat just... of a Black City. Nah, nah. I don't know. I mean, there's... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's been a little while. Yeah, um, yeah. Glad that we're all back in the studio. Mm-hmm. If you guys have not heard from a previous episode, go check out our podcast on Spotify. We are on Spotify now. Spotify! You can search for us on your Spotify <clears throat> uh, app on your phone or on your computer. And if you found us because of Spotify, good for you. Yeah, welcome. We like you. And you're awesome. Good job. And you know what Spotify is more than I do. That's <laughs> Well, apparently it's a bit more of a thing than iTunes, I think more people use this, uses it than iTunes. Oh, uh, well, I think Spotify has a different audience because Spotify, you can listen to music for free. Ah, uh, yes, you know, yes. Of course, I have a page description right now to Spotify and gets rid of all those so, nasty ads. Indie kids and hipsters? Yeah. Cool. It's great. It, it's great. It's good times. If you hear any of our previous episodes, please ignore anything I said about hipsters. Yes, I know that. But we are on Spotify. Uh, we are also on YouTube with our <laughs> Tuning RPG series, which we're starting up. Yes. Episode yes, one is up. And episode two will be our first dive into taking the big eye, small mouth rules and creating a character. So, all right, all right. Any ideas of characters? For oh, this one yet, guys? We'll, yes, uh, yes, yes, okay. I do. We do, yeah, and yeah. we're gonna. Do we, we want to reveal it now, or, oh, or we'll, should they we'll wait a watch bit. the episode when it comes out? Well, they should. We can maybe uh, drop it a little bit closer mm-hmm. to the release date, but uh, okay. it'll only be for okay. a few we'll more weeks. We'll so, we'll yeah. But go check that out on our YouTube. Just search for Tuning Japanese Podcast or Tuning RPG. So we have those things going yes, on, and yes. uh, definitely go check those out. We would very much appreciate it if you did. And Irons in the fire. Yes, and also support our Patreon, patreon.com slash Japanese. The new $2 a uh, month level has been added for 
access to supplemental uh, materials with regards to tuning RPG, as well as potential future video projects that go along with that. So, but we have two episodes that we need to get through of yes. Wolf's Rain. We need to we need to keep on trucking as we are already in February at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh has our first review for us, and I've right. got our second review. So it's going to be a Josh and Andy double team. The shortest of all months. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we have an episode highlighting the shortest of all wolves. February, not a Josh and Andy double team. Oh. I don't even know what that... What is that? Huh. What does that mean? I, I don't uh, know. Hey, Josh, tell us about pieces of a shooting star. Sure, sure. We open with a cold open. Quint is getting a ride with a group of refugees from another obliterated town. Within the transport, we get a pretty brutal scene. One so brutal it couldn't be aired on the evening news due to its brutality. Huh. Want to know what the brutality I, is? I, um, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Do you, Bill? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> As one man is trying to uh, trying to go through some stolen items to figure out, you know, what he could pawn off, what he could sell. He gets a cap in the ass. Head. Not quite, because there's one guy that starts babbling in the about head. the end of the world. What? Not the ass. Well, I mean, he could have shot his ass. He didn't though. He shot me in the ass. Yes, head. Yes, head. Uh, no, it's, it's... But yeah, but then you get a guy just babbling about the end of the world. He's all like, oh, we're gonna die. This is a weird scene. The dude who was trying to go through stolen items just finally grabs a gun, grabs the dude, try, try to get him to shut up, and then he just sticks a gun in the guy's head. Didn't they try to shoot a girl? No, that's no. the next part, because we're one crying child away from a full-on massacre. Yeah, so they're, so apparently this is a group of prisoners or refugees? I would say refugees that's, escaping That's why I took it with refugees. Conflict. Yeah. Okay. And Quint is among them. Yeah. Right, right, because he hopped a ride with them. But yeah, then we get the crying girl, and the guy starts losing yep. his shit about... We about go full mash on this one. Yeah. Yeah, pretty this, much. This... Oh. That's a little much, oh. though. But, um... Took me a second there. Oh. That, that poor chicken. <laughs> Christ. But yeah, then, then you know, the guy is about ready to start killing everyone else because of the crying kid, and chicken. Quint's like, dude, calm down. Sticks him out of the back of the truck. I think he's trying to get him to just chill out. To sober up, quote unquote, you know. And then, I don't know if the guy just flailed and knocked Quint's arm or... or I think he just spazzed. They hit a bump or something and Quint drops him. I think he just spazzed out. Yep, but that's it. Yeah, Quint murdered someone. Theme song. No, he manslaughtered someone. Okay, he he manslaughtered someone. Yeah, yeah. Then we get our theme song, you're right. Theme song. Said Have I ever told you how much I love the theme song to Wolfstrain? He heroically manslaughtered someone. He heroically. <laughs> we open on a girl's road trip with Cher and Blue, and they, they talk about daddy issues? Yeah, kind of. I like this dynamic. I do, though. too. Oh, it's, it's a great moment. Especially next episode. It's yes. great. Oh, it's so good. But, I mean, no, this is this is a good moment. I'm just, it, it is, they are talking about, she's talking about Quint, and then... Cher starts talking about a hub a little bit. She, you know, Blue even says, well, are you there to get Chezza? Are you there to save Mr. Sensitive? I don't like... I love the cute nickname of Mr. Sensitive. I don't like... I mean, that's okay, but, like, there's a part later on in the next episode where they essentially kind of call Hub a fairy. Like, like... Really? they, yeah, really? they, they, they kind of use, like, oh, kind of all, what almost seems like demeaning terms to kind of describe. They, I don't think they use the term fairy, but, like, they use a couple of, like, really interesting this is on descriptors the next in, the next, or... in the next episode. Mm, I must have missed it. That I'm like, Ew. Is there a delineation? I know at one point there wasn't. 
But at this point in time, is there a delineation between calling somebody some sort of pejorative gay uh-huh. and calling somebody weak? Yeah, I, I mean, can, at some point, can we draw? I mean, is there a line there? Like, if you call somebody a that's, sissy, that, are you necessarily calling them gay I, I, pejoratively, or are you just saying, saying you're kind of a wiener? Kind of a wuss. I I get that. There's, I think, there's a line to be drawn, but I think that there's some overlap on I, certain on certain terminology. There certainly was, and I feel like there uh, sissy is one of those terms that mm-hmm. could have been used in both ways. Absolutely, can be been. used in both ways. Yeah, yeah totally. Obviously, if you say. A term, a term, de-evolving in the in, in the way of like it no longer has a negative connotation, or the it opposite. still has a, con- a negative connotation, just has a not the same negative connotation. So like, oh, okay. So sissy simply means the guy's kind of a wuss uh-huh. and has no no real fight in him. Well, it has no no. I mean, but it has nothing to do with sexuality. Period. Right. 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 No backbone. Um, no, yeah, I get it. I guess I it's kind of like how people have some people have started using queer. That was the example I was going to use. Yeah, that's kind of the opposite. Queer started being kind of a gay a gay thing mm-hmm. and an insult, and they got adopted by the community yeah. to be sort of an umbrella term. Yes. Whereas sissy is the other way around, where it kept the derogatory part of it, mm-hmm. but divested itself from the sexuality. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe this is just an early 90s anime and... That's probably what it late nineties, uh, but either Early way, that, that's oh, what okay. it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, and, and they could be using questionable language and motivation for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. But back to the review. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that would be for next episode, not this episode. Right? That's true. That's okay. No, it's fine. Have, I brought it up. You can have yeah. that stuff out no, if you want. Now, guys, <laughs> guys, way. I have a burning question. Do you have a burning what? A burning question. Gee. You should get that checked out. Yeah, I, I will later. But with this question, though. Mm-hmm. It burns with the entire bags. Blue ever stick her head out the window of moving cars? Oh, stop it! Stop. And if she did, why didn't the animators? I feel like this stop was a missed it. opportunity. No, <laughs> no, I no. That's no. why we keep him around, like oh. that one time a season. Oh God, no! Oh, you got this good joke in, guys. Oh God damn you! We cut back to the pack. <laughs> yep, we do. Who arrive at a massive ice flow and begin to traverse it. Yep, that's and, pretty much it. <laughs> except for Toboy, who hesitates, and the others give him shit for it, until Toboy finally nuts up and runs along, uh, commenting on how nice the cold air feels. Is, this is basically what we're going to get for about half of the episode. I will admit uh-huh. that the scenario is pretty much a rinse and repeat with just a little bit of a different spin on it every time. Yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, it's yeah. going to set up for something cool later, but for a while, right. anytime you see the wolves, it's going to be pretty boring this episode. We're going to shit on Toboy. Until the until the time to match it on Toboy happens. Correct. Meanwhile, in a sinister-looking place, Hub is getting carted off with other prisoners when he sees another group of blackguard carrying Chezza, and he makes the unwise but noble move of getting handily beaten down by the guards. No, he gets his ass whipped. <laughs> but it was yeah. brave. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's true. That's That's fair. what you get for, for stepping out of line. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, he just goes, oh, Chezza, and they're like, Beat the shit out of him! He moved five feet! Yeah. <laughs> that's that's absolutely what happened. Uh, brave and stupid are very similar. <laughs> I think I it's about the result. Would agree with that. Uh, yeah. We go back to the wolves. They find yep. some bones, right? Back to the pack. Traversing the ice flow, ice flow again, and we showed Toboy is sucking ass, but... Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, wait think, a minute, wait a minute. I, I think you started watching the wrong anime. You're watching a different anime. I don't remember that part. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, that was the... Uh... 
the wrong link I clicked on earlier this morning. I don't want to get into that That's, one. Please don't. Toboy is lagging behind while the others are, are giving him shit. When they do, he starts doing the whole, hey, I can do this, and does like the whole annoying little brother thing. But they uh, do, the little difference on this scene is they observe a big old pile of bones. Bones! Bones! He gave, of course, he's like, there's not a scrap of meat on there. Yep. He gave, needs his food. And and Kibo's like, ah, oh, don't worry. Once we get clear of here and get to the next town, we'll eat some. I was going to say, this anime has a disproportionate amount of bones in it, but it is about wolves. So I suppose it's the correct amount of bones. And the anime yes. production company is Studio Bones. There you go. Okay. We do get that moment of, like, a cool underwater animation, which is going to mm-hmm. foreshadow what's going to happen in the world. <gasps> Foreshadowing. And, again, they continue on, and Toboy's pathetically lagging behind. Mm-hmm. Again. Then we go to Hub. Yep. We fade back to Hub. Well, actually, more like he fades awake. Yes, because he, and he's been, mm-hmm. after getting the shit kicked out of him, yeah, he finds yeah, himself, he, essentially, he's in, in a, a cell. In a cell. And he hears, why do you smell so nice? And it, it's... That was a weird It was a moment. really weird moment. <laughs> this old lady who pretty much... Says without saying that she's a wolf. Well, we know she's a wolf because Hub sneezes. Yes, Hub. Hub yeah. Yes, Hub's allergies are acting up. I like that. That was a nice subtle touch. Mm-hmm. We're subtly told that. Mm-hmm. If you're a complete idiot, you might not know it. Right. Right. But but the, you know she pretty much implies the whole that Jagra's captured wolves mm-hmm. because Hub's not a wolf. He's not going to get executed like the other wolves. He's just going to be left there to die. Right. Everyone is put to death there if you're a wolf. Right. Right. You know she takes them to to her great hall and then kills them. So. I'm wondering, does she dogfight him first? Does, does, does she pull a... Uh, um, She's a member of PETA. Jagra is? Yeah. <laughs> She's no. going to protect the wolves by killing them? No, no, because the the, the, the end scene here doesn't totally contradicts her being part of PETA. Are you sure of that? Fairly certain. <laughs> well, um, I love how the old woman PETA. basically smells Chezza, though. Right, right, yeah. She's like, why do you keep smelling so good? And he's like, oh, yeah, I was hanging around a flower maiden. She's like, <gasps> the flower maiden! The end is here. Thank God I'm going to die soon. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird scene. It's, yeah, but I mean, you don't get much, much more for that or much more for, for, for poor Hub. Yeah, we don't get more, anything else really from Hub for the rest of this episode mm-hmm. or at all in the next episode. Guess what group we go back to? Peter. I, the, the, bo- the boys. The boys. The, the pack. Boys. Yeah, back the to the pack. pack. Guess what our first establishing shot is? Uh, uh I don't remember. Walrus skeletons? It's the pack running. And who's in the pack? Well, Toboy. Yes, exactly. And then, then we see the skeletons. Okay, yeah, fair. I just, I just want to, you know, just rinse and repeat the, the mm-hmm. scene set up here. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Except now Toboy's bleeding for some reason. Kibo yeah, that was really random. Yeah. He must have just got injured while running. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he, he's, he's been slipping he, on the ice. He's a sharp part of ice or something. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah. So, you know, Kibo's like, yeah, maybe we should take a break. Toboy, like my son, whenever he tries to convince me that he's a real big boy, it's like, no, no, we can do this, and starts heading heading along. And then he passes out. I, he no, collapses. He just and falls. Well, yeah. he collapses, and I love how no one bothers to go and check on him. Yeah. They're all just, like, staring yeah. at him. Like, yeah. no one goes back to be like, are you okay? So, next scene. Rinse and repeat. Same thing. The wolves and Toboy lagging behind. Until... Faster than you can say, cuckoo cuckoo. That fucking walrus, though. That massive, a massive walrus bursts out from under the ice and starts wrecking some havoc. This is really cool. This is this is the moment we all came for. That here. walrus seems exceptionally large. Extremely. Yes. Like walruses are big. Oh yeah. 
And I don't think they're that big. They're that thing's like the size of a Cadillac. No, it was, and it it was scary, and it was in a lot of ways. He he's kind of like a guardian almost of this area. Okay, so this this walrus is so large. He kind of makes me think of Moby Dick. Okay, guys, guys, I need your help here. Okay. I need an equivalent name to Moby Dick. Andy, you're, ah! you're the literary guy. Ah! I need you to think of like a, a different, like a like a name similar to Moby. Uh, and Bill, you're the raunchy thesaurus, so I need you to come up with another word for uh, Dick. Can you guys think up of a name? Come on, Moby, workshop Moby, this. Moby, Moby, singer, bad music. Um, Skrillex. 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 Ooh. Skrillex. Ooh, okay. All right. I like that. Okay. Bill. Hey, Bill, hey, what do you got uh, for me? Uh, Richard. Richard? Uh, Skrillex, Skrillex Richard. Richard? I like that. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, I, no, I like it. You like it? I, I, I think we're going to call him Skrillex, Skrillex Richard. Okay. It, right. It's kind of refined. He he is kind of a refined character. Yeah, he is. He is. All right. So, yeah, Skrillex Richard. Do that or fuck column. <laughs> <laughs> I think Skrillex Richard wins. Oh, God. All right. Well, yeah. what happens next? <laughs> so, Skrillex Richard starts kicking the other wolves' asses until Toboy. Not unlike the late great Owen Hart feels that oh, no. enough is enough, Uh-oh. <laughs> and it's time for a change, and, and he just snaps his neck when he fell from the sky. I'll say that was well, that was Dar, wasn't it? Like the first episode. Uh, yeah, that was that was. Or, yeah. Was it Dar? Was that the kid's name? It was Dar or Dor or <laughs> Dumb. What, what show are we talking about? No, no, this one. Rain, the oh. one we've been reviewing forever. Oh yeah, that kid. Yeah, Dar. Gar. Gar. Blarth? I don't know. I don't have my notes, so... It was give me but, a Darry. I don't even remember which one was Yeah, but I mean, Toboy just... It's kind of like one of them. Yes. Toboy goes crazy. He and shit. leaps on that walrus, and, and he, he just, just attaches himself to the eye death of that walrus. Now, I'm going to say this. The following sequence is amazing. You want to you want to know a good, like, example as to what makes a really great sequence like this mm-hmm. one? The animation... Is fantastic. It is very. They good. do good. They do good some with the the choreography, even though it's not like an over the top battle. What they show is very solid. Right. But the final piece was the music. Yeah. The music suite of Toboy fighting this walrus is gorgeous, and the whole sequence. I mean, it's no more than what three minutes. I'm going to say, not even a five minute sequence of, yeah. of this. Um, of Toboy just latching onto the eye of this walrus, and this walrus just doing everything in its power to shake him off. Going Sm- under the water. Smashing into glaciers. Yes. I mean, it is superb. It's cool. It's a great it, scene, it and really it's is. one that like we can't really do enough justice for here. Just just watch it. If yeah. You, if you want to see anything else in this episode or even this series, I would say this is one of the top things to see. Here. I would agree. I honestly would agree. It's one of the more interesting aspects uh, mm-hmm. of yeah. the entire anime. Pretty well animated. Yeah. It's heartfelt. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great moment. It's a good moment of redemption for Towboy. It's a, because one of the only moments I really like with Towboy. Because we, we cut to we, we cut to Skrillex Richard leaping out of the Fuck ice and, and tossing Towboy off. And Towboy stands firm and he's just snarling and he just goes, Fuck! That's Hoagie. Skrillex Richard, I, that is. Yes. And, and, and uh, doesn't he, he talk? Yes, he does. Skrillex Richard is voiced by... Wilford Brimley. That would be so great. No. He should have been it should no. have been Wilford Brimley because look at him. He looks like a Brimley. He does. But it's uh Bo Billingsley. Or that guy from Harry Potter that played a Harry Potter's uh uncle or whatever that always locked him in the closet. Oh, I know the actor you're talking about. I can't think of the actor's name. Actually, that's that's the 
Oh. De- definitely does not look like a walrus. No, but I can see it working for the role. Our dying walrus, Grillix uh, Richard, tells them pretty much, you know, hey, I've been, I've been a guardian. I've been protecting this place. I'm going to die. I'm not going to die. And I love this part. Ian goes, I will not die a victim. I am going to save you. Yeah. And then he dies. And then they eat the shit out of him. <laughs> Wait. No. Wait, wait. Phrasing? Hang on. Phrasing. They feast on the corpse. Right. That's better. Well, and, okay. and I mean, you know. The, the, <laughs> Much less disgusting. You know, okay. Kiba even goes, okay, Toboy, he's your kill. You get first chomp. And yeah, do they eat this walrus? Uh, Holy did shit. You ever, did you ever see the video of a hyena eating the shit out of an elephant? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't need to see that Fra- again. Phrasing. No, phrasing. No, 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 thank you, sir. Mm. So we have, I think, one final scene. Yes. Aside from the walrus. Yes. And it has to do with... Cheza. Cheza. And that bitch, Jagra. Direct quote. And if there's ever a moment where that bitch, Jagra, fits here, it's right now. So we hear her talking about the, the Book of the Moon and doing a quote and the whole thing. And we see Cheza's in another bu- uh, water tank. Yeah, so they can reuse that animation <clears throat> from like the first episode right, right. when she's, <laughs> and she's floating. Sit- and Jagra is still sitting there. She's, she's running her mouth. And we see her attendants leave food. And she opens up and it's searing meat and then she pours out this wine and the minute she pours out the wine chesel looks loses up her shit. loses her shit and she's drinking it so i'm assuming she's eating pan fried uh wolf with a uh, uh wine made from uh wolf's blood that is exactly what i wrote in my notes yep yeah yep. and also that bitch uh, it makes jo- sense why she freaked out unless mm-hmm. unless chesa is both vegan and straight edge <laughs> in which case i could see her maybe freaking out about also that. true also true. That's, that, that, that's the other potential. So she's the love child of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan? That's one of those things. You'd watch that in pay-per-view. That's one of the things that I would not watch, I don't think. Uh, no, I, I think I'm good. No, no. But that that bitch, Jagra, Direct quote. is voiced by Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. This is the first time we've heard her voice? This is actually the first time we've heard and her seen voice her. or seen her. Yes. And all we see, actually, you know, she's in, in armor. So the all only the thing time. you really get to see is her face. And that's about it. But yeah, um, we have one final shot of the clean carcass. Oh God, they ate that our, entire fucking thing. Of, of yeah, our dear fallen Skrillex Richard. Their stomachs that's a lot be of walrus for four that people to eat. Shit ton of walrus. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. Yep, shooting stars and end on the title card. Yeah, pieces of a shooting star. Pieces of a shooting star. Yeah. Wow. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about this now or um, after? They are pretty separate. Pizza's on the shooting range. They are, they are pretty separate, like, storylines, so we mm-hmm. can talk about our thoughts on 22 before we get to 23. Sure. I yeah. feel like that makes sense. Um, yeah. You're, you're first. I like the episode, even though it does not do much in the way of narrative. It moves all of our all of our primary pieces closer together, but the the one major takeaway of this episode is it's a moment of redemption for Toboy. Mm-hmm. This might have struck Toboy, a character so hated, he topped Andrew's top five most hated anime characters list on our website questennetwork.com check it out for the other for the other four it's kind of surprising but this character had such an awesome moment mhm i mean it was really cool it was really cool to see toboy kick some ass and take some names and shut up the other wolves and it it was great and the and and shot an eyeball yeah, sure, exactly. He I mean, chewed up that eyeball. He did. I mean, and what made it even better was that it was treated well. It was animated well. It was directed well. Um, the buildup wasn't even that bad. Even though we saw the same kind of thing over and over, over, and over again, yeah. it still 
help build the idea of okay, yeah, Toboy shit, Toboy shit, Toboy shit. Holy shit, Toboy! Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, that part was especially. Mm-hmm. You're right that we don't get a lot of other traction out of this episode. I feel like we get more of that in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get quite a bit of that in episode 23. Um, but here we we do focus on the wolves. I feel like again, there's some missed opportunities of it running like just just too little happening in certain places. Like they're trying mm-hmm. to build attention of what's going to happen with the walrus, but even with that tension, I don't feel like the payoff, aside from the fact of just how big the walrus was and how vicious mm-hmm. the fight was, mm-hmm. I don't think they did enough to like really sell us on what's about to happen. Like you knew they was going to get attacked by something. Sure, there were some carcasses. You even saw a walrus carcass, but then you're still like, but why a walrus specifically? Like why? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just lives there. I wouldn't want to fuck with a walrus, would you? Well, no, but, like, it just seemed... It it was not fully built up. But, that said, still a fun episode. Just, I think, some missed opportunities overall. A thing happened that was interesting? Yes. Which is better than a lot of the beginning episodes. Okay. So, I mean, that's short and sweet. Okay. Uh, But we are now going to move into episode 23. But before we do... Rickard! Okay. Straight! Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and I'm going to be quiet because it's late at night when I'm recording this to try to get the new episode out to you, the fans. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Tuning Japanese. Really appreciate it. We've got a lot of really great stuff on the horizon still, including more reviews of Wolf's Reign, more reviews of Record of Lotus War, and other fun stuff. We really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode where Ray and I reviewed the Broly movie, probably the most recent thing that we have done on this show, really, honestly, with regards to talking about anime. So we had a lot of fun recording that. So I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, Let us know what you think. You know where our social media is at. We talk about it all the time. Facebook, we're on Twitter. Um, You can email us, tuningjapanese at gmail.com as well. You can also find us over at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can donate some money to help us give you more stuff for the show. Things like our YouTube series, Tuning RPG, which our second episode will be coming out later this month. Uh, You can also head over to questendnetwork.com to support some other great shows and get some more content as well. Going to keep this break card super short. We'll get you to a quick commercial and right back to our second episode review of this two-part episode of Wolf's Rain. This has been Andy's new ASMR channel, and we'll see you when we come back. Hello, Questionable Endeavor Network listener. If you're a current or former fan of wrestling, you should check out the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, retired professional wrestler Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. On the show, I chronologically recap episodes of WWE Monday Night Raw from the Attitude Era, a time period where wrestling became more violent, more profane, and more sexual simply because, well... That's what we the fans demanded from the product in the late 1990s. Listen along with me as I revisit the crazy antics of The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, Mick Foley, and many more of your childhood favorites. You can subscribe to the Raw Attitude Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or you can listen to each new episode on the Questionable Endeavor Network website, questandnetwork.com. That's the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. Oh baby, I like it raw, and I know that you will too. Stay!
Hey, we're back from the break. Uh, there we go. Feel better? Feel yeah, better. not good. You I, had to get. You looked like you. Looked I, like I you had a. I had something. You needed to let something out. I right? had a lot of. I had a bento box. It was good. Uh, so, I, I was talking about more just plugs and and commercials. Oh yeah. Jeez, man. Well, you had a bento box plug? No. You don't, you don't want to have those. Damn. Like, no. Tried it one time. You always got to try things once to see if you like them. But that was not for me. Okay. Hey. Episode Hi. 23 yes, is a uh, heartbeat of the Black City, and we are going to kind of move toward Endgame here in yeah. this episode. So this this is the first of many episodes that will lead us toward our conclusion. Uh, we cold open with Sharon Blue driving through a snowy landscape, and they're heading toward a glowing green light and a massive glowing single tower that kind of reminds me something out of like almost Fallout. Yeah. Like, you know, like the radioactive wastelands. Yeah, well, a lot of this anime is kind of Fallout-ish. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, I mean, you have desolate wastelands and derelict cities and... A few the, hubs the, of, yeah. like... The one thing that it's missing is, you know, using bottle caps as currency. Well, yeah, I mean, there's the whole 50s retro... Mm-hmm. Retro sci-fi kind of thing going on, but... That, that stuff aside, this could be, you know, 100 years after... Well, what's... Fallout 4 is what's that, 200 years after the bombs dropped? Mm, that's... Yes-ish. Okay, so this could be... 500 years after the bombs dropped. Right. We've had more time to develop civilization. Right. Back to, you know, and you've got these, like, people with means trying all fighting over what's left. Right. Pretty much. Uh, apparently, this is an energy field. At least that's what Cher calls it. Uh, it's a fragment of a golden age, the lost city, she says. Yay, and it's that bitch Jagra's home. That's yeah, a direct quote. They ask out loud what she... As she, as in Jagra, attend, intends to do with Chezo. See, that was the, that was a good because I didn't know for certain if that was Blue asking Cher what she intends to do with Chezo. I thought that's what it was at first, and then um, Cher asking in general what she what are you going to do with Chezo? Like, I thought to, to, I thought that's uh, what it could have been too image. because yeah. we don't see who's speaking, and and I had trouble piecing together who it was because it was short. Mm-hmm. It was a really it short was very line. Qu- it was very quick. I think it's. Specifically, just them postulating, like, and pondering what okay. specifically is Jagra's plan. Like, why take Chesa? Have some veg with her meat. That, oh no! Dang. <laughs> Ooh. We get a theme song, and then we go to the refugees again. They are gathered outside of an elaborate gate, which we soon find out is this same lost city. We're moving everyone to the same location. Mm-hmm. The refugees are being brought in one at a time on these long conveyor belts that are lit up this, like, horror scene red light. It's really creepy. Right. It kind of yeah. feels like cattle being led, like, I think that's the, the slaughter. Idea. I think that's the idea, because we see Quent and he gets pass, through, pass through, like, a metal detector, like, oh, sir, you have to come with us. Yes, <laughs> and, which in itself is kind of interesting. Now, here's my question, because I, I got lost on, because I watched episode 22... Okay. A long time ago, and then I just watched 23 today. Okay. He has the ID pass. Right, right. Did he get that from someone on the train? The guy he... Uh, Pushed off? Yeah, the guy he manslaughtered. Okay. He had, had, when he tried to grab him at He the grabbed end, hold of that. He grabbed hold of that. That makes guy. more yes. sense. And then he kind of looked at his hands like, why do I have the dog tag? Which I have this... I'm like, why do you have a dog tag? Like, did you did you accidentally kill one of Jagra's soldiers? Now they're going to be right, right on your ass, or what? What does that mean? Yeah, so there was a little, a little lack of clarity there. Right? It was absolutely. Right. Yeah, and then he was wearing it for you know 
I don't know what for reasons. Well, maybe he maybe he knew it was an ID into the city. Maybe. You know, well, I don't think he did because when he go when he got pulled away and he's like looking around, it wasn't he sees, until he, he sees one of uh, a high class looking dude with one yes. of them hanging out of his uh, suit. He goes, pulls it out. He goes, huh? Oh, I see. This got me through. A little a little later, awesome. Blue and Cher know what it is. Right. Yeah. So well, they figure it out. Well, okay. I thought maybe that was common knowledge. This is what. A resident of the city wears. I'm to, not sure. Yeah, Blue knew. Cher would because of the fact that it probably was in a similar, uh, similar type of way of getting through in uh, Orkham cities. Right. Either w- either way, I'm sure Cher has traveled around more than Blue. Blue or even Quint. Yeah. Like Quint has traveled around, but maybe not in cities. He's no, he's he's been wolves. slumming it when he does go to a city. So Quint is sent down to a separate path that is coated in green lights, and then he suddenly finds himself uh, with a window view. Uh, the tunnel opens up with windows, and he can see and a pristine view of the city. Yeah, and, you get music. Yes, and you get a long, uh, a long shot of lots of these different conveyor belts going from place to place. Uh, and that's when he looks across and sees people in nice clothing, like zooming. the tubes of Futurama. Yes, it kind of, except they, <laughs> not as scary. Uh, and they, he, that's when he sees the guy with the necklace on, and he looks at his, and he goes, "Oh, that's what got me out of line." Got yeah. it. Uh, we cut to Blue and Cher who are also on a conveyor belt, <laughs> yeah. and that this definitely makes it clear that obviously we're heading toward Jagera, if there was any confusion up until this point. Uh, that got, bitch, Jagera. Direct quote. We go to the wolves. Uh, the wolves show up here too, except they took a weird underground way. And he goes like, see, I told you, it'd be where to go. Yeah, because he knows right how to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah and that's, that, that's something I think is going to get touched on more in the next episode. Yeah, I think so. There's it, some hints on this There's episode. stuff at the very end yes. that, yes. that helps yes. us out. But yeah, apparently Hige <clears throat> knows his way. He places all of it on his instincts, and the others are kind of like, uh-huh, instincts. Right. And again, yeah. Hige goes on to even say, like, yeah, this is where Jairus Keep must be. And they're like, how do you know this shit? You shouldn't know these things. Because I'm Hige. I know shit. This whole scene gets interrupted by Hige's stomach growling. <laughs> and then he suggests that they break into two teams. Kiba and Sume go look for a way in, and leaving Hige and Toboy to scout around. <sighs> we split the party. Yep. That's what you should do every single time. Remember what we talked about in the last Lotus War? That works okay in an anime that's not based on D&D. That's true. Okay. Yeah, when we did our Lotus War last episode... They Never a lot of that. split the party. Yes. And not but that him. runs on D&D physics. Exactly. Yeah. Sume calls him out for wanting to go find food while essentially he and Kiba do the hard work. Uh, <laughs> and either way, they decide to head out and to meet back at the Rising of the Moon. Okay. We go back to Sharon Blue, who are my favorite characters in this whole episode. Oh, God. They're, this, they're great this, this episode. This is some great stuff here, this scene. So they're wandering around alone. Surprised mm-hmm. that... I'm surprised, I should say. That they are able to do so. Like, they're just wandering around, and there's no one around at all. Right. But apparently they're outside of the gates of the actual city itself. They're kind of, like, on the outskirts. Okay. Where all the refugees are kind of hanging. Blue gets the feeling that she and Cher are being watched. Mm -hmm. And even though Mm -hmm. they were on conveyor belts, they hadn't gotten into the city. They need an ID to do so, just like Quint. So they're trying to find IDs (laughs) to get in there. And this is where we are introduced to, I think, the two most annoying characters in the... Now, I take that back. Maybe not the, the most annoying. Two very annoying characters right, in this anime. Right. And 
these are cool-ass skateboarding kids who like to sexually harass women. Right. One of them's uh, voiced by Brad McDonald. I just found found one of the... It's probably the one that actually has lines. The other one has, like, three lines. Yeah. And so, and his li- his three lines are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. They ride and, up on skateboards. And they are horny teenagers. They are. And Sheriff sees them Asshole as, horny teenagers. Sheriff sees them as an opportunity to get... <laughs> you don't feel you don't feel bad for them when they get rolled. Yes, right. but Cher, Cher is hilarious because she's like, "Oh, do you have any ID?" I don't think she sounded like she went. She went I all That was that was not seductive. She went. Uh, she, went all, she played with them. Oh my, this is getting kinky. No, uh, yeah. So she asked for IDs. She flirted with. We, them. we just both had to watch Josh do that. Yeah, I know. And she when when they now, say. Now you're straight and I can't ever have sex. <laughs> so I love I love the response. Ah. I love Jesus Christ, you guys. I love the response when when they're like essentially like, No, we don't got those. Who do you think we are? Who the hell do you think we are? Yeah. And she we're, just immediately We're obnoxious teenagers are like, Oh fuck you guys. Yeah, she does. She gives them the cold shoulder. And they're like, damn and then they go up to, to blue. No, they say, Snap! Oh, that's cold. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is an early 2000s anime. Yeah. And then they go go to Blue and... And say, oh, it's okay. She's younger and prettier than that blonde anyway. And I love the look on Cher's face. At least they didn't say she's all that a bag of chips. That's true. (laughs) And then in the back of Cher's mind, she's probably going, yeah, and you're hitting on a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Probably true. (laughs) You know what would have been even funnier if they had a way to insert it and goes, yeah, that girl's a real bitch. Ah. Shares like you guys are about to screw the pooch. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh, so the head skater boy gets handsy, and oh, oh man, they blatantly go for it. Yeah, they, and blue... like they they skate they they try to do some skateboard grab ass. <laughs> well, blue does some parkour shit and yeah. knocks the little fucks out, right. but that only makes them hornier. And they leave though. <laughs> They're like, damn, that's hot, and they run away. <laughs> Fucking weird scene. <laughs> oh, stop it. She beat the shit out of me, man. It was oh. so hot. Fucking weird scene. Oh. We're going to see these skateboarders like three more times. <laughs> God damn it. Cher thanks Blue. And, and Blue's just like, oh, they're just kids. And and Blue pays Cher a compliment saying that she's got brains, guts, and the wiles of a woman. <laughs> Which is weird. And uh, they share a sweet laughing moment before we cut back to refugees. I chip it. <laughs> Ha! Ah. Like, <laughs> life is great. Oh, they freeze frame the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. See, every time we every time refugees. we start saying refugees, I think uh, I, I keep thinking Fuji's. Toboe says because we cut the Toboe as well. We're gonna have fun this summer in Camp Refugi. <laughs> oh, what is that from? <laughs> American Dad. That is American Dad. <laughs> I, knew, I knew I recognized that from somewhere. Oh, American Dad, we miss you. Toboe says that they. It's still on. It's just bad. That oh. they should be able to find food and water in a place where people are intense barely surviving yes this is a place where i'm sure you'll be able to find ample food and water hey, you just can't wait for one of them to die oh that got really sad i mean works for Jagra. <laughs> that's no it's fair he keeps mumbling about things about this place like up here on the right there'll be a staircase and Toboy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Toboy's being smart, but not smart enough. And then here, oh, fucks, for fuck's sake, here comes the skater voice again. <laughs> <laughs> 
And they have a scene. Nothing happens there, really. No, they um, just they just converse a little bit and then yeah, go away. Pretty much. The most helpful that they are is at the towards the end of the show. At the very end. Of yes, the at the very end. Uh, but anyway, we go back to Kiba and Sume. Uh, they find the front door that is overly guarded. So, they're like, let's look for a back door. Do they shut the front door? No. <laughs> they leave it wide open. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's that scene. Not that kind of. Mm. We go to Lady Jagra. She's apparently just enjoying some Tolstoy while uh, being interrupted by a servant. And she, the servant tells her, quote, Number 23's signal has been detected somewhere inside the city walls. I must have missed this scene. No, I, I don't remember this scene at all. That definitely happened. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure what she means by this at this point. Also, who the fuck lounges around in breastplate armor while drinking tea and reading books? Somebody on a metal cover? I mean, I would uh, buy that metal cup. A player metal. character in D&D? <laughs> He's got a point there. Ah, uh, we're back to the D&D. But why is she wearing armor? In case she gets sneak attacked in the middle of the night. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I guess, but it cannot be comfortable. It takes five minutes to because, don that. And, like, especially the way her boobs are, like, just kind of... Uh, Cupped by yeah, that thing? That, that thing does not look no, comfortable. No, no. In the least. I mean, it, well, it, I mean is, it is a lift and support or lift and separate thing that's going to be probably comfortable because it's probably molded to her breast, like contoured perfectly molded for it. to her I breast. am really, really not sure why I'm arguing this. I'm just going to make sure my daughter's still sleeping no. and she is. Bo- boom armor is a nice little funnel that you can put your sword right in somebody's heart. It's like, oh, I hit slightly to the left. Clink. Oh, never mind. So they go on about number 23 some more. How they all returned, and that this being the long-awaited time. I don't know what's going on in the scene. More on that later. Next episode, please tell me the answer to the question. Well, next kind episode. of at the end of this episode, a little. I think you can pretty much figure it out, even if you... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even before you... I watched the next episode, I was like, okay, I see what's happening. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I'm still... I mean, I've seen it before, so I, I know, but like at this point... Programming, put two and two together. She reaches for another book. Oh, this takes then... place in Manchuria. Like their candidates. So she reaches for another book, and then she says, The last wolf, hidden by the blinding light of the moon, what will he be like, I wonder, this wolf that will lead me to paradise? Fat and horny. Will he be peppery? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we go to Hige and Toboy, speaking of. We'll have nice marbling. Uh, <laughs> Hebe. Hebe? She's I, wonder, I wonder what he will pair well with. She's... His blood, obviously. She's definitely going to get trichthonosis doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely. Mm-hmm. 100%. We go back to Hige and Toboe. Yeah. Hige keeps leading Toboe around on this wild goose chase. Where he's or, like, or I'm hearing... chase He's like, yeah, really. He's like, my head's hurting, but I'm going to go this way. No, my head's still hurting. I'm going to go this way. And he finds an old metal gate in an elevator. Oh, wait, that's sure. after he finds the elevator. Never mind. Oh, either way. I mean, that's not. We get there eventually. It's not suspicious at all. No, not at all. No matter what, I mean, he's got Toboy with him. He's going to have a headache. That's fair. I mean, we're all going to eventually get a headache at some point. Yeah. Statistically. Yeah. <laughs> Toboy yeah. is. I mean, I guess unless we die like, right away. But let's face it, if I die, I'm going to have a headache when I die. It's going to be caused by Toboy. Probably. Toboy is Brain tumors, but whatever. Toboy is wise here. So that's going to be the name of the brain tumor is going to be Toboy? Aww. That'd be a weird thing. All right, so Toboy is wise here. You, Toboy. He wants to go back, but he is jazzed about just going up this strange metal elevator. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just going to go here. And then they end up breaking into the city. Sure. Sure. 
with no repercussions at all or CCTVs uh, watching them. And Tomoe finally gets it. He's like, have you been here before? <laughs> and he guy's like, nah. He says, nah, it's my instincts. Speaking of the city streets, Quentin. You have a program personality. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Speaking Are you of... being triggered right now? Sure. <laughs> Speaking of the city streets, this is where Quent is wandering. He has found his way there, and he seems really uneasy. <laughs> he said the one thing that... He's sober. That it, he, he, yeah, <laughs> That's he's probably sober. why. And he also says the one thing that I think, out of any of us, Bill would say the most. I don't like it here. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the first thing Bill would say if he ever goes to an actual con. And I don't like it. Here. I've been to cons. You've been to cons? An anime convention. An anime con, yes. Okay. <laughs> I've been to I've been to Gen Con. And the very first thing that he that he I does clarify anime conventions. The, f- the first thing that he does is the same thing that Bill would do, which is find a drinking establishment. And he goes there and he actually stands out like a sore thumb here. Yeah, like a he's, bunch of soldiers. Yeah. And they they immediately look at him like, oh, it's a grizzled looking dude. Let's just stare at him and talk about wolves. And my second favorite part of this whole episode, aside from the, the skater boys getting the shit kicked out of them, is when he walks up to the bar and he's like, give me a drink and fill this up. And he hands him the flask and the bartender has no idea what the flask is. He's staring <laughs> at it like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like, like what? I, I love Alcohol on the go. What? Who does that? It's so great. This is... We must not tell the masses or else I will be out of a job. Somebody's got to fill it up. <laughs> this leads to a back and forth scene between the him soldiers. and the soldiers at the table. The soldiers are we over here saying like, yeah, we just finished up the last of Orkham's troops. Now Lady Jogger owns all the shit. That bitch. I thought they that said they... Direct quote. They say they finished up the last of Orkham's troops, or I thought they said they killed the last of the wolves. No, no well, no, he they, says they the troops say first. That. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, they talk about Orkham's troops Then they talk first. about the wolves. Okay. Then they start, yeah. So they, they mention the flower maiden, and a fancy dandy of a man, a detective, and this is where you get into, like, the what I feel like is a little, like, eh. I think dandy has a... Although there can be some crossover there, yes, I don't think Dandy is that bad. Dandy, Dandy's kind of more of a fancy, yeah, uh, fancy like, style. Like, it, it is now. Grant, okay, because that's more nineteen twenties talk, right? Well, you use it like in the old South. Uh huh. Yes, maybe the at that point the weird relative, uh huh, you know who who is homosexual probably would be considered a dandy, dressing nicer, mm-hmm. not really wanting to do the, you know, the stereotypical. Yeah, would be a dandy. But again, I think you could be a dandy without being gay. You can right. be. And you could be gay without being a dandy. I think, although, I, like you said, there is some crossover there. I think there's some crossover here. I don't think the two are... Like, I heard that, did not cross my mind in the right. least. Hmm. I think of a man who is well-dressed, probably upper class, right. and not does not participate in, you know, rough manual labor. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what I think. And like I said, I don't think those are... Pejorative? Uh, well... That could be, but like in King of the Hill, when they go to the uh, the Doe Tree of Estate in Louisiana, Bill's cousin, um, I know Jobert, J- yeah, Jobert is, uh, and Jobert obviously is, is clearly gay. is clearly gay, but he's gay in that again old South refined, but mm-hmm. kind of Tennessee Williams sort of, you know the yeah. They don't talk about. You know, they they accept him, but they don't. The, but they don't talk about what he does. But he doesn't. He doesn't do manual labor. He lives on the fortune. He dresses nice, and like he teaches Bobby to dress like an old Southern gentleman. He's like, "Look, Dad, I'm a dandy." <laughs> and, and Hank takes it the wrong way. 
Hank doesn't take it the wrong way. Hank just doesn't like it because Hank is a hardworking everyman. Like I said, I don't think Dandy's that bad. Okay. I think Sissy would come across worse than Dandy. Because I think I think Dandy's a very specific archetype. I, th- I think you and I are kind of on the same page. We're just voicing it differently. Here we go. I'm going to look up the definition real quick. A man unduly devoted to style, neatness, and fashion in dress and appearance. Right. I saw a synonym would be fop. Mm-hmm. I don't see anything that really... Urban Dictionary says a proper dandy dresses with dignity, unlike fops who are foolish and vain. I don't know. I don't think the word's necessarily... A... I think it's a very specific archetype, not a... Not... Okay, well... I think the two could be... I think it might be a Venn diagram of overlap. Yeah. But I don't think one necessarily Necessarily means the other. leads to the other. Either way, they mention and remind us that Hub is locked in a dungeon. <laughs> and we saw that, obviously, last episode. Okay. Uh, the bartender asks where Quint is from, and he says that he's here to find wolves. And the soldiers, of course, mock him for him by, for it by saying, like, don't worry, we got rid of all the wolves anyway. Yeah. To which Quint's like... You're out of work, dude. And Quint's like, nope, I know that there are wolves. And they laugh at him. Because <laughs> they turn into people. Right. <laughs> These guys are special op, anti-wolf. Which is a weird phrase that they use. Special op, anti yeah. Special. We are special ops. The special ops division of anti And they're anti-wolf division. So that happens for a while. And then we eventually go to Hige and Toboy. Toboy notices a lack of sense in this place. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, that, that's kind of a recurring motif in some of these. Yeah. These cities? or This city. Yeah, right. absolutely. These episodes. Okay. Hige complains. This is when Hige complains of the uh, headache. He's got the headache. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I love that he's like, I can't concentrate, you know, blah, and blah, blah, blah. And Toboy's like, must be that exerting the effort for the first time or something like oh, that, yeah. which I thought was a really good <laughs> like, like Toboy gets him a, gives him a really good shot. Yeah. yeah. But then gets no reward for it because Hige's just actually in pain. And then Hige goes running off. Stopping at a garden and a statue of Jagara and just kind of stares at it for a while. Wigs out again, then goes running across traffic and Toboy loses him completely. So yeah, that that was that was a thing. That was yeah. We go to Kiba and Sume. Mm-hmm. They wander the alleyways and find, of course, your favorite characters, the Skater Boys, <laughs> who are stealing food. I think they're your favorite characters. Um, more the times you keep mentioning them, they're just a Skater Boy. They say, "See you later, boy. We'll catch you after the show." Is that the lyric? I think that's the lyric. Is that Blink-182? No, that's uh, that's Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, or was that the chick that married uh, Blink-182? All of them? Damn! <laughs> <laughs> the face that Bill's making. Or was that good Charlotte that uh, Avril, Avril uh, Lavigne married? No, everything is wrong! Stop! <laughs> do you do you think good Charlotte's a person? <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. good. He's very good. I hear he's very, good, very good. Good Charlotte is a person. Totally hangs out with Jethro Tull. Uh, Steely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Those guys have a good time. And share. They should get together to start a band. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So Skater... I like breaking you sometimes. Skater Boy throws a kick. <laughs> but he's quickly downed by Sume. So then Skater Boy draws a gun and gets his ass kicked by Kiba. And Sume asks us... This is, this is fulfilling my dreams in high from high school, though, because a lot of those skater boys that we went to high school with deserve to get their asses kicked. I don't really know very many of those skaters. I don't remember skater too many skating them. culture. There were a lot Bill of had skater, a skateboard. There were a lot of skater boys in our high school. They had a skateboard. <laughs> Bill was a skater they, boy. They tend to... They he said, see to... you later, boy. Sume asks for a way into Jagra's keep, and they agree to show him. And I love... The skater boy says... 
damn, you're cool. And the other guy says, he's the man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Mm -hmm, weird. mm -hmm, Fucking weird. mm -hmm. Well, I'm horny again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I realize I'm bi. Uh, we cut to... Sh- he just likes getting his ass kicked. <laughs> That's his kink. Cher and Blue rough up some dudes. He get They get two badges, and we get Cher's line of... You made it sound like they just went to a Pokemon gym. <laughs> they did. Beat up a guy, got some badges. This is the Sinnoh region. No, essentially... No, dude, essentially Cher's got a wolf Pokemon. Oh, shit. Beats up a dude until he gives up the badges. This is Pokemon. We picked today for Josh to be on, apparently. Ah, <laughs> oh. huh. okay. Cher you says be the very best. No, it's not what Cher says. Cher <laughs> says beautiful flowers often have but thorns. Could you imagine Cher singing that? I want a I would download that cover. No, Cher <laughs> says beautiful flowers often have thorns. You should do well to remember that to ow. the guy. Ow, love it. I don't. Ow, love it. Love it. Why does Why does teeth come to mind? What? Ooh. Uh, we go knows what I'm talking I know about. what he's. I know what he knows. That he know. Anywho, we go back to Kiba Sume and the Skater Boys. We get a shot of cables that look like kind of cool vines, like going through a valley. Apparently, this path leads to the keep, and these cables carry energy. And they're like, you feel that? Yeah. The energy cables make them feel weird. Yeah. They're like, you feel that? Yeah. I don't like it. They yeah. say they say it's like the opposite of moonlight, where their energy is being sucked from them. Which is weird. That's what she said? Stop it. (laughs) And it makes me wonder, later on, when we see Cheza again in her, like, green bubble, like, is she powering things? But I think we'll probably learn more about that later, I'm sure. Possibly. Good band name. Yes. Really would be. So, they thank the skater boys and they take off. And Kiba brings up... Ooh, that should be the name of my uh, Rastafarian goth band. I would listen to Rastafarian goth music. I really would. <laughs> Bill's, Bill, singing, Bill's singing really hard on this one. <laughs> Bill's trying to figure out if it's a good idea or a bad idea. I, I like it. Goth Marley. He, oh, he's workshopping names. Okay. Bob, Bob Mortley. <clears throat> I like Bob Mortley. Yeah. Bob Mortley's good. <laughs> Bob Morrissey and the Smiths. Bob Morrissey. Not bad. No, I like it. Kiba reminds, or brings up, rather, hey, what about the other two, Hige and Toboe? He's like, I don't know. Sume says, okay, do you want to go back? Waits a second and says, yeah, we're going. Um, <laughs> and then it's okay because they say, essentially, eh, it's okay, Hige, Hige's smart, he'll catch up. <laughs> no <laughs> word about Toboe. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I guess I didn't even see it that way. We cut a back to the Skater Boys for the last time. The quieter of the two says... Good luck, wolves. <laughs> and then the and, and, and like, holy shit, you talked! No, I think he's like, holy shit. <laughs> he talked. No, it's like, holy shit, what do you mean they're wolves? Because I love how the quiet guy gets it, but the uh, the, the one that's all talkative is like, huh? <laughs> love it. I just think it would have been funnier if it was, holy shit, you could use words! <laughs> so. <laughs> I thought you could just agree. This is this universe's version of James Hunt, Bob? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yep. yep. 100%. Yep. That tracks. So, where's the Kevin Smith uh, comment that I was looking for this episode? We get to the end of the episode here, where shot we get shots of a determined Kiba and Sume, Cheza in her containment sphere, Hige freaking out in the streets, being seen by special ops, throwing himself over a ledge to get away from them. And then he just curls up in a ball, and they're like, ah, oh, it's just 23, screw him. Yeah, what the fuck? They're just like, 
that's 23. Oh, right? yeah, it's 23. Never mind. And then they walk away! Because it's 23! That doesn't make sense. But okay, so like, they leave them, they, rock, they walk away. So, something of this feels like, I don't know, for some reason Final Fantasy, uh, like a Final Fantasy 7 uh, yes. uh, moment. It almost does. Like, you're not really he gay, he gay. Yeah. Yes. You're really some... He's really you're, you're Zach! Really, you're really some other wolf. Named who, Zach. Who, who you spent your whole life with, and now you've taken over his life. Zach was a horny boy. And now he you gets, were just fat. Now he gay a horny boy. Uh, yeah, he gets left confused. Even he's like, why did they spare me? And we get shots of the camera watching him, and that's it. End credits. Um, Been a long road to follow. Ow. So! Thoughts on this episode? Oh, yes. Uh, I like this episode. I really do. I You know, it doesn't have the action-packed stuff with, with like, the walrus fight. But I feel like a lot happens in this episode. What? Why are you laughing at me? Only an anime crew. Like, oh, it doesn't have stuff like the walrus fight, but... <laughs> Very true. No, I like this episode a lot. We get a lot of that sort of thing. Like, Bill, you were talking, you know, when we were reviewing Lotus War, one of these last times, it's like, you always end up with, like, the episodes where they jump a lot. Yep. Um, this was one for me where they were jumping a lot. But I, they put all the pieces into place. Everyone's finding a way to get themselves to Jagera. That li- bitch. Direct quote. And I like that. I just like ev- I just like everything about it. I like this it's, episode it's quite a bit. It's pulling everything a bit closer this time. Than yeah. It's a little bit more concise. We, we have. We Sorry, have, I'm cutting in here. Well, no. We have, we have Mystique, too, with, uh, with Hige. Like, what the fuck's going on there? Obviously, we know that Hub's, like, somewhere where he could potentially do something. Uh, we know that Cher... He's somewhere where he could do something somehow <laughs> at some time. Well, like, he's in, like, Jagera's, like, keep already. And then you've got Cher and Blue being fucking awesome this episode. Yes. Like, yes. they are amazing. I love them both so much. And even the wolves, like, breaking off into the two groups. I thought it was, they were very fitting groups to break off into. And it was just good. Good episode. I really, really enjoyed it. I tend to agree with you. I mean, as I said before, at least something happened and that's better than the early episodes. This episode, many things happened. Yeah. We're getting mystery and plot and... A resolution and a bad guy, and we actually know what the hell is happening. And I feel like, I mean, I wasn't like blown away the edge of my seat or anything, but this was interesting, and it highlights just how weak the first half of the series was. Mm-hmm. It's it, like it was so meandering. Well, mm-hmm. it's almost like, and you brought this up in a discussion that we had off mic before recently. It's like Gurren Lagann. Yeah, the first half of Gurren Lagann, at least for us, Josh, was not well done. It was. It was. It was kind of just all over the place. It was it had, meandering it, it and pointless. Meandering. It had, had no point. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the second half, it was the more much... Story. It was grounded. Well, it, was, began it began to focus. It focused. It was good. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're seeing here. Not going to uh, get upset about that. I'll just murder you in your sleep later. That's all. Okay, that's fair. Put me out of my misery. All right. Anything else, Bill, on the episode that stood out to you that you wanted to know? Just that, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's best when it's not focused on the actual main character wolves. Like like you said, Cher and Blue is awesome. Yeah, I agree. I would much rather focus on those two and Hub mm-hmm. and Quint. Josh, your thoughts? Everything you two have said, um, I will agree with. I like what Bill said. Better story than the first half of the series. The one complaint I, that I have, and I guess you could chalk it up to character development, was that Sumain and Kiba didn't in, get into an argument or fight. I think they're kind of past it. Yeah, I think that's good. I think yeah, it's I just said you could chalk it up to character development, yeah. but I kind of miss it. Yeah, I kind of miss it. I yeah. don't. Okay. All right. So that does it. I miss it. their awful dogging. 
<laughs> prairie dogging. So we uh, that, dog, that does it for don't stop it. That does it for these two episodes, uh, which were episodes twenty two, pieces of a shooting star, and episode twenty three, heartbeat of the black city. So what's episode twenty four? Oh, I've got it pulled up. You can't, you can't fuck with me. Damn, get get off my back. It is scent of a trap. Oh, that's right. Bill, what's the think... Japanese title? I can look it up. <laughs> scent of a trap. So is this going to be about a blind wolf? About women trying to get trying to get who, uh, who he gay to penises? hook up with a woman. Is that what this is going to be? Like that Japanese thing, like women with women no. with penises. Are you talking about a trap, or are you talking trap. about the crying game? I'm talking about a trap. <laughs> I'm talking about a trap. Like I thought we were talking about shitty music. Oh lord! All right. So hey, you don't talk that, but you don't speak that <laughs> way, a boy George. No, hey, boy meant... George wants to tell you about I meant the trap, crying game. I meant trap music. Trance. Trap. Trap music. Hmm. We have, there's just too many terms for trap anymore. Ah, what is the Japanese title, Bill? You got it. I, I was going to, and then I didn't. It's okay. You it's okay. You don't have to. But anyway, we, maybe Actually, we should. Bill, maybe you should just take us out of here. No, hang on, hang no, on. No, no, now you want the Japanese. Hang on, I found it. It's wana no no ni nioi. What? I think you stuttered. Wana wana no nioi. Wana no nioi. Wana no nioi. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh hey Bill. Hey. It's time to get out of here. Do you wanna help us hasten that? Close us out, buddy. I would love to, because the sooner I can put this frozen dump behind me, the sooner I can eat. And this is I'm Bill and this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast <laughs> for three dudes in their thirties talk about anime. Oh you're throwing off the flavor. Josh Yeah. I will not die a victim. I'm so going to be a victim. My name is Josh. When aren't you? Hey, when I'm right, I'm so right. Right? Right? Did you say right or right? <laughs> right. Sound like you said when I'm Ray, I'm right. <laughs> no, my name's Andy. <laughs> I am. I'm right? Red. I'm red. <laughs> Ray's blue. And we'll see you next time. Well, what? I didn't think trying to follow that naturally was going to throw you guys off so bad. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like The Shadow Vein Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, Perilous Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their scotch.